Welcome to Chaos Divided, your weekly dose of Wholesome Hammer, where we explore the hobby, the game, and the lore of Warhammer 40k. We're your hosts, Nurgle Snurgle and Blushing Noise Marine. This week, after our first few games of 10th, we're sharing our first impressions of this new era of 40k. And for our quote this week, we had to go to the Eldar. They're the talk of the town. <laughs> and I feel like this is fitting for where they're at right now. Uh, we've got a quote from Eldrad Ulthran, Farseer of Ulthway. And it's, he who sees his own doom can better avoid its path. He who sees the doom of others can deliver it. And that's from the fourth edition Eldar Codex. That doom, feels- doom, doom. <laughs> that's, I think that's what it feels like to play Eldar right now, is just face your own doom. And once per phase now. <laughs> it's, it's slightly less doom than before. <laughs> less doomy. <laughs> it's, it's more doom per turn, less turn one doom. Mm-hmm. You get to pretend you're playing a game with Eldar as they like methodically destroy your army. Do you think we're gonna do you think you're gonna play against Eldar on the weekend? I think there's enough Eldar players. I think we all are. Mm-hmm. I think um I think you're going to miss some of your uh, bigger feel no pains from previous editions this uh, this weekend. Are you saying there's going to be mortal wounds everywhere? I think it's going to be hard to dodge the mortal wounds, that's for sure. Unless you're Bellacore and you give a bubble of, you can't target me outside of 88 inches. Actually, honestly, that's but, probably going to save you so much. I think so. I think so, yeah. Now that I've now have four games under my belt i'm starting to see the synergy of the 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 army i will have to admit that trying to learn the new rules like with the new core rules and the new index rules like i've gotten a couple wrong and i'm just and i would think to myself like what was i thinking like it's clearly stated but because there's just so much overload like you get excited and you're like oh this is, this is a really great ability, and then you read it again, you're like, oh, that's not what it, that's supposed to do. But um, I have to say that I really like the new demons and what they're kind of doing with them, so I'm quite pleased. How do you feel about your Chaos Space Marines? I am definitely missing the durability they had in Ninth, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where I wanted to maybe start off the conversation was about toughness and how hard it is to kill mm-hmm. things, because I feel like I lost a lot of durability. And for an addition that's supposed to be less killy, um, I feel very much like Chaos Space Marines are a like glass cannony fashion faction in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Do you find that way in your saves or in your toughness? Uh, well, I lost a lot of female pains, mm-hmm. and I lost a lot of like like illusory um, supplication used to be a massive way to protect like a Terminator block. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if I look at how I used to play them, you know, I'd run a <clears throat> Dark Apostle up the board with them. They get Illusory Supplication, so they can only be hit on four ups. You can't reroll hits against them. I gave them a five up female pain and the rune for minus one to wound. So you mm-hmm. couldn't wound them on twos ever. And now they have tough five. and a four up in bone. So they did get better in that respect. And having a two up save is more impactful than it used to be because of the less ap yeah but you know any big guns shooting at them just rip them apart yeah so do you find that there's been like some buffs that chaos space marines received 
I think the Dark Pact is super mm. impactful. We saw that uh, in our game. Oh, um, why did we ever? <laughs> I think uh, to, to maybe uh, let the uh, cat out of the bag, uh, Bellacor charged into a five block of Terminators in Abaddon, and then Bellacor is the one who died. Meanwhile, the Hellbrutes right next to him, which was the biggest threat I should have gone after. That um, aura of both dark pact abilities mm-hmm. is deadly combined with the um, critical hits on five ups. Yeah. It's just, I will say that I did say, I just want to see how this goes. And I saw how it went and I got saddy face. <laughs> it was, it was a feels bad moment. Cause I think Bellacor is, um, he's not tough enough. No, like there's some high strength, uh, weapons still in the game. Mm-hmm. They he kind of got the same treatment Abaddon did, where like Bellacor can still fight, he can still do some damage, mm-hmm. um, but because he's a low number of attacks, he's really susceptible to um, invul yeah. saves. Um, mm-hmm. So he really needs to get some like devastating wounds through. Uh, but he's become a support character, which is what they kind of did with Abaddon too. Like you want him for his mm-hmm. buffs, you want him for his five up leadership. Uh, you know, you just don't want him in com. Well, you kind of want him in combat. He is like a Abaddon. Yeah, he's still a beat stick, but he's not the beat stick he was. Yeah. So he's and he's way easier to kill. Yeah, because he's tough five now. He's tough five, but he lost his like minus one to wound. He lost his, his first save cap, doesn't count. Yeah. He lost his wound cap. Like it used to be like a lot had to go into him <laughs> to. <laughs> Like at least you know, three turns sometimes. And then he was healing, and then he was like, yeah, he was yeah. nuts. <laughs> and now he's like a spicy Terminator, and Terminators are easy to kill. Mm-hmm. Well, so. you say easy. <laughs> I killed two. <laughs> but it depends on the game. Like, I uh, yeah. I lost six Terminators to one night's shooting mm-hmm. in, in another one of my games. Um, whereas, like, in the past, that probably would have been two. Mm-hmm. So there, there's certain weapons out there that just demolish them. Like anything that's AP two, damage three, and like six or more attacks just mm-hmm. destroys them. Like even if it's a strength eight, strength nine, like that wounding on threes doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, Bellacor losing D three plus or D three plus three, and then uh, ignoring invulnerable saves definitely cut his weapon for sure. I think uh, you brought a great unclean one to our game. Mm. It was not <laughs> tough enough. It's not. It's not. We've talked about this. I know you guys say tough 13. I say tough 14. Multiple 7. He needs to be tougher because, yeah, he, they they die. Like, without the 4-ups, four up, four he's, he's mm. toast. Because there's, like I said, there's a lot of weapons. There's a lot of strength 14 weapons, strength 16 I've seen. Like, it's just... Or even 12. Yeah. Like, realistically, uh, enough last cannons are going to just blow him apart. Mm-hmm. Um, either that or more wounds. Like, there needs to be something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I don't think... Like, the Great and Clean one is... Well, I think you can give uh, the Keeper of Secrets a 5-up feel no pain. So, I know! Oh, I know! <laughs> that would actually mean that the Keeper of Secrets is tougher so i think it's still it has two less wounds maybe Mm mm-hmm and she's faster 
She's got better weapons. She is faster. I'm thinking about her. <laughs> I'm thinking that? about getting a keeper of secrets. And honestly, like um, some of the big demons are uh, like, I'm now running two demon princes because mm -hmm. they're just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, you need invul saves now. You need yep. something to like weather the storm against those like bigger guns. You know, if you're fighting knights, Eldar, Tau, like you need something that can just like absorb those shots. Mm -hmm. um, guard are going to be the same thing. Like those big things that you don't really want going into your kind of like tanks or kind of your midsize, like high armor save, but no involves like you need something that's a bigger distraction against those. Mm -hmm. I've been seeing that there are people are playing models with invulnerable saves. Like, like you said, with guard, I don't, I haven't really heard much about people playing guard. No, I, uh, I feel like they went from a very spicy faction at the end of ninth to um, just suddenly not on the table. Mm -mm. Um, I, yeah, I, I think you need to have that. Like even uh, bringing a land raider, it's got a two up save, tough 12. Like sometimes it makes it to turn five completely fine. And like I played a game against orcs and it weathered so much like a champ because that tough 12 just like shut everything down dark obscuration shut down a lot of the shooting at it and mm -hmm. i was able to just like keep it on the table forever and then I, i've also had it pop turn one was that because like orcs don't have high strength but whereas like say knights that you've probably been popped off they have high strength and, yeah, and so they're also hitting on twos, rerolling ones, and wounding on twos, rerolling ones. I thought we got uh, rid of that. <laughs> I know the the less rerolls, as uh, I haven't noticed that yet. Well, don't forget we had a year of chaos, didn't we? So this is. <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I think I missed. Little... <laughs> oh, you missed the year of chaos. Me too. I think I was playing time at that point. I, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I didn't get I didn't get the year of chaos. Um, Neither did we. <laughs> but no, I I think the thing that makes me sad, and we talked about this uh, after our game, is that like being promised a tougher edition, like a higher mm. endurance, and then not feeling it, almost makes it worse. It, it's a little slap in the face, yeah. Like it it feel like I feel like a, like a land raider went from tough nine, which in ninth was phenomenal because mm -hmm. like very little was above that like a last mm -hmm. cannon was strength nine plasma was strength eight so like most things were wounding it on a four or five mm -hmm. to now tough 12 is kind of that like it's not eh, a sweet spot it's yeah it's not 13 would be nice 13 which like uh, for a land raider i feel like tough 12 is fine but like it maybe is a little too expensive for what it has. The mm -hmm. The thing about it is the, the thing that I think is the point sink in it is the assault ramp. So you like almost like if you want to use it, it has to be almost like a suicide vehicle. Mm-hmm. Which... Or you, you just like, you drove it, unloaded, and then just parked the car on the... <laughs> or the Land Raider on the objective. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like... Okay. Like, it, it doesn't feel like, um, like, the lore around a Land Raider is that it's, like, this, like, big, old, like, remnant of, like, another era of, like, hardcore warfare. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of feels like, oh, it's a, a transport truck. <laughs> yeah. It's like a truck that doesn't get blown up by a straight last cannon shot. Mm-hmm. But a few will. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say that after our game, I immediately changed my list. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's go to the drawing board. Because <laughs> like, I played the Beast of Nurgle and uh, Horticulous Slimex, and I just wasn't happy with how they performed. And uh, I want to really like them, but I just I don't think there's a place for them right now. There's They only have that ability to heal uh, at the end of the turn, and that's pretty much it. They don't even have lethal hits. They just have the devastating wounds and they still hit on hit on four, so it's just like, hmm, I, I can't justify them still being in. Still being like minus one, two damage, just for 75 points is, is pretty pricey. But, um, so yeah, I, I changed my list. I think some of them, like, <laughs> yes. like a I have, couple. I have found a way to keep them single and they just sit in deep strike and they wait because when we're drawing the cards, I've noticed that there's a lot of type of missions that being in the, behind your enemy lines or just finding a, a bubble or a spot on the table can give you a lot of victory points. And mm-hmm. so that's what they're used for. They're, they got the demon prince size base and they just kind of sit and, and hide. And I found that's how they're utilized. That's honestly what I keep um, the Chaos Bikers on in my list for. Is it's like a ninety-five point, just like zip around and like, oh, mm-hmm. I need to be in the middle. I need to be on the side. I need to be in the deployment zone. Like, it's a way to um, maintain some kind of mobility. Mm-hmm. Because like the if you're playing tactical missions, like you could end up needing to be all over the place. Yeah. And the last thing you want is like a great unclean one sitting in the middle doing like a deploy teleport homers or something because <laughs> like you're like oh i need the victory points but like this is not what this model should be doing mm-hmm. yeah so. so having little guys in your army is i think very beneficial to have and that feels very like that feels how demons should play is like yeah. oh this demon just showed up and did this thing like yes <laughs> and i like wasn't planning for it and then like it's a beast of nurgle so like you actually mm-hmm. have to deploy like they're not super easy to kill either and like you have to deploy enough resources to kill them because if not mm-hmm. they just stand there mm-hmm. and then you're so, you're putting all those resources into them and not the rest of the army so i think that's you know there's play for them but yeah i think you the six that you brought i feel like they just ended up like they killed the things that they could kill easily and then didn't have anything else left to do yeah like i i try to use them to kill but I, I don't think that's their purpose i think what they are is just to fill those pockets that you need to just for points yeah like I, well they would reap through like um eldar because they're strength six true but like still hitting on fours is really tough there's no re-rolls there's no real mm. hits of one so uh, i have seen my rolls go up, like to hit oh i get one hit and maybe a wound that's just not something I want to keep around. That's fair. Um, yeah, I will say um, Tank Shock is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, having both used it and then also been on the receiving end of it, like you definitely need to be careful about like knights now because mm-hmm. that's like a free six mortal wounds for them. Because when you're bringing like a strength 20 weapon in, they're getting 22 dice. They're very likely going to get six mortal wounds in. 
Um, so it's if the strength of the weapon is higher than the toughness of what they charge into, you all you add two more dice. So like a strength twenty weapon, there's no tough twenty. Um, you know, you're looking at twenty two d six, which is just it's gross. Uh, Bellacor's a monster, though. I think you need to be a vehicle. Yeah, I think uh, for Tank Shock, you do need to be uh, a vehicle. I wish they had Monster Shock. Some, like, my my Demon Prince with Wings has it built in. So I think they, yeah, so the the Chaos Space Marine Demon Prince with Wings rolls um, a number of D6 equal to its remaining wounds, and every four Mm, is a wound up to six. Yeah. Uh, which is very spicy because mm-hmm. it yeah. also um, it causes battle shock tests when it flies over something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, poops on it. Just yeah, <laughs> poop grenades. <laughs> Just <laughs> I, I, that's not how I imagine it was. I, I, it was uh, you know the wings of terror or something, but um, oh. you know, poop. I would imagine Demon Princess also has sneaky poop, so, you know. I, I'm sure you know. Yeah. <laughs> just, just picturing some, like, space marine, like, wiping. <laughs> like, the, the, the visor clean and just being like, well, I don't want to fight here anymore. <laughs> I'm, just I'm, like I'm done. Of, they see a swarm of Demon Princess above them, like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> It's like, are those seagulls? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, speaking of Demon uh, Francis, I also added one to my list. I, I think, think you're, you have a very strong Demon Prince. Yes, tough 11. And it and gives the stealth. The stealth ability. Yep. And I do like the um, once per battle, the three up invulnerable, and then you can spend the strat to reroll your ones for invulnerable saves. So oh, yes, so spicy. I, I I did that against knights when he was against the melee one, and he he saved all of them essentially. I think one oh, got through, but yeah, it's spicy. I love that. <laughs> and the great unclean one was nearby, so I had a six up feel no pain. Oh, that's even better. Oh, that's yeah. so good. <laughs> I love yeah. that. So that's yeah. the one on foot. On the one on foot, yeah. That's very good. So you you said something about demons, how they kind of just pop up out of the warp, and that's kind of like how they're playing right now, and that's kind of like what I'm going with. Um, you spend one strat during at the end of your opponent's turn, and you can pick up two units if they're in Shadow Chaos, and you put them in Deep Strike so that they come the, your, your next turn. So it's kind of like instead of 500 points in Deep Strike you can have over a thousand like there's no limit on it so um yeah just put them up there and then you can spend another strat if you want them to come within three inches or sorry not within but outside of three inches of another unit they won't be able to charge but i kind of did it with blood god yesterday i put my plague bear like he has sticky objectives it was a sticky objective mission and so he left his objective wide open so i spent the one strat to put them there to make sure I didn't have to be nine inches away and I took his objective and then mm. next turn he wasn't scoring any so there's some spiciness where demons just pop out of the warp from nowhere so 
uh, be careful of that. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time for demons, I think. You know what? That feels right for demons. Yes. Though. Yes, and that's what I've been wanting for two editions now. I want teleportation. I want to like just show up and then vanish and like just kind of mm-hmm. scare your opponent because with the with the strategy of Bellacor, where he has an aura of everybody uh, in his aura. Um, cannot be targeted if the opponent is outside of 18 inches. So he's kind of doing this protection of them. And so you're forcing the opponent to come to you, and then that opens up their backfield. So that's where the deep striking can come in. And if you think about it, if you put your demons on their objective and you hold it, that whole backline is now shot of chaos, so you can come within six inches. So it's just like... Little plays like that and finding your opportunities is is really good. So that you're scoring def- pretty well. Yeah, that's definitely something in our game. I feel like um, the Shadow of Chaos wasn't like like neither of us knew what to do with it necessarily. Yes. Like it wasn't like like I feel like with a little bit more fine tuning, like mm-hmm. it's a complicated mechanic, but I think it's a powerful one. And just finding that perfect timing for it, like. Uh, making sure that you do A and then B to make it shadow for C to happen. Like there's all these like little mechanics. And I find that demons are in a good spot where yes, you have to finesse it, but if you do make a mistake, it, you, it's really hard to, to crawl back. Like putting your Bellicor against Abaddon was a big, big mistake. And then I did it again because you were so kind to allow me to put it back on the table. And he did it again. And just, uh. it was, uh, yeah. I think I, third I, time, shame on, shame on me. <laughs> I was a little surprised at how fragile Bellacore was. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean, Abaddon, um, Abaddon will rip apart a big night. Like, he's still with that AP4, like, he's, still a blender mm-hmm. he's just not as much of a blender as he was mm-hmm. but it's like you know he went from being set at 11 to being set at 10 like he's he's still up there he um, went from like a, a ninja blender to a neutra bullet yeah it's like <laughs> still blends, the, the, but... the stuff is still pulverized like <laughs> it's not pleasant um i will say one thing that uh i don't love just from like a being able to engage with it uh, Imperial Knights have a one CP fight on death strat, and they can yeah. use it on the big knights, and, and that makes it. And they're very full, difficult. right? They're f- like there's no brackets. It's like full strength, and uh, I think they count at uh, bracketed, which is only minus one to hit. But if they're honored, then they don't. Oh, of course. And uh, if they kill your warlord, then that's when they become honored. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, but. No, the, the you think that should death. be two or three CP? I think it should be two, mm-hmm. at least. But the tr- struggle is, is so many of the big knights also have free CP rules, yeah, like free strat rules. And like, say for the Overwatch, I've noticed that like two knights can do it for free. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of CP saving. Well, and it's a lot of like duplicated strats that normally wouldn't be duplicated. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that, like in our game, or my game against um, the same night player, um, he had tons of CP near the end. But you're not using it. Yeah, 
Because they can so have like, <laughs> I don't know if it like I don't know if there's a way to fix that. Because like they have enough CP because of all the free CP mm-hmm. strats and like I don't know, making it four CP is also like silly. Mm-hmm. Um, now we did have our first uh, data slate, and one of the things was the points increased, especially for knights. Uh, the list that we've played um, went up two hundred points. Um, do you think that's going to make? much of a difference i think it will um towering is still going to be hard to fight around mm-hmm. um having played two games we kind of home ruled the second game um to kind of not change towering completely but just like basically played like you know first uh, floor windows are covered um mm-hmm. and that made a huge difference in like my deployment and ability to deploy. Um, I think that amount of increase is going to cut out like basically an armager and on the chaos knights, like a war dog, mm-hmm. um, which does dramatically affect their like buffing and like um, what they can do. So, like, if you have turn one, then you can potentially like shut down a big knight from getting their bondsman ability. Because you're going, like, if they're running three big knights, they're probably not running four armagers. Anymore. Anymore. So then if you pop one of them, one of the big knights isn't getting their bondsman ability. And you're forcing your opponent to make choices. Whereas when they had a spare, like with a five-up invuln, it's hard to pop multiple armagers with shooting unless you have a lot of shooting. Mm-hmm. Do you think the points increase for Eldar helped? With the, I think the combination of changing strands of fate with the points increases are going to make Wraith Knights harder to play. Yeah, like they're, they're, not, what, they're almost four Yeah, four seventy-five. I think it is. Yeah, so I mean, how much army do you have left if you bring three of them? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and Knight Spinners are one seventy now. Yeah, so I think like I think it definitely like curtails them, but does it change it that much? I don't know. They we'll still have the like, we will. Like they still have the the wombo combo. It's just maybe mm-hmm. not as big of a wombo combo. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do like a little bit of a breakdown of your art of your list? Of my list. Hmm. Uh, so it's gone through a couple iterations. Um, so the kind of the, the meat and potatoes of it is uh, Abaddon with five terminators mm-hmm. uh, with a hellbrood. Um, I've put the combi weapons on the Terminators because the, the four up anti-infantry combined with devastating wounds is mm-hmm. really nice against like other infantry-esque armies. Mm-hmm. Um, now with five of them, it's not a ton of shots, but it's enough to kind of rip through, uh, a unit before you charge them to kind of soften them up a little bit. Or even like... I've seen that people are only bringing a few infantry. So if you just get rid of their infantry, then they're pretty much stuck with their big things. Yeah. And uh, with Abaddon giving them all the marks, you can do sustained hits on it for on five ups. You're probably getting more. So even if you're shooting not in rapid fire, Mm -hmm. you're probably doing three or four mortal wounds, which depending on the size of a squad, 
and what else you can shoot at them might put them in Battleshock territory, which then means they're not holding mm-hmm. an objective. It just, again, it forces people to either pay CP or make choices. And uh, so I think that's really strong on them. Um, and then the help route obviously gives both effects, which is just <laughs> stupid good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I have a, a land raider, which is uh, nice to be able to pop whatever you want into it to get it across the field. And then I had to bring my boy Lucius. Mm-hmm. He is. Because he's... Chef's kiss. Like, I, I got, got whipped by him. <laughs> very good. Yes. <laughs> he is exquisite now. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not that expensive for a 8 attack, strength 5, 2 AP, 2 damage. Mm-hmm. Fights first, which is really mm-hmm. where it gets like... Like, I played orcs and... Lucius was like killing uh killer cans. He wow. was he uh he ripped a war boss's face off before the war boss <laughs> had to do anything. Um like I didn't kill the knob squad that it was attached to, but I killed the war boss out of it with Lucius because he was just like he was just like, nope, you don't live anymore. Um and he can stand back up now. Yes. Which and he is, still has a teeny tiny base. <laughs> oh. I love his teeny tiny base. It can go wherever it wants. Um, and then I, I pile him up with 10 legionaries because they uh, give the reroll all wounds on objectives, which is just silly. Mm-hmm. And you can yes. put two power fists in that squad now. So it's a lot of attacks. So mm-hmm. it'll it'll rip through infantry. Um, I'm testing out Possessed right now. I don't know if I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't really do much for you. They just went in the center and killed some nerglings. <laughs> Which, they're cheaper, and they're tough six. They have an involved, so they, like, they're tough enough, and they're three wounds, so I think they have some staying power. Um, and they can, like, they can fight infantry, uh, and they do devastating wounds, so. Mm-hmm. I have them with the Chaos Undivided, so you can give them, for one CP, full reroll all hits, reroll all wounds, so you can hopefully farm some of that. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, yeah, I brought uh, two squads of Noise Marines. Super cheap. They trigger Battleshock tests. Which is so, so good. Mm. Like, can you have more Noise Marines? Um, well, if I if I don't bring Abaddon, I can make Lucius the Warlord, so you could actually have six squads of them, because they become Battleline. Um, but with Abaddon in the list, I can only bring three. I only have two squads, and... The like upgrade sprue thing is so expensive. I'm, oh, is what fifty dollars a model? They're like it's twenty bucks for the sprue, but to make two squads of five, you need two of them plus a legionary kit. So it's one hundred twenty bucks to make mm-hmm. ten noise marines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just hoping that Emperor Children are going to release and we get like new noise marine kits because oh, I oh you are. You are blushing noise marine. You're going to get them and you're going to be so happy. I, I will then have so many noise marines. We're going to have to dedicate this whole podcast <laughs> to new Emperor's children. If When that is announced, uh, I will make all of you listen to it forever yeah. because I will be, I, I'm already, um, okay, this is, uh, I'm already thinking about subscribing to Warhammer Plus to watch the one Hammer and Bolter episode that is about Lucia's. Mm. because I'm like I want to watch it I have not watched any of the other I have no interest in the rest of it I'm like do they not do like a do they not do like a free trial type of thing 
You know what? Knowing Games Workshop, no, but oh. I'll look into it. We might have to change our name to Emperor's Children Divided or something like that <laughs> for the week. <laughs> uh, and then what else? Yeah, I have the, the, the Demon Prince on Wings we talked about. Uh, Demon Prince on Foot. Um, it's just a little tougher. It gives a uh, benefit of cover in an aura. And like I said, it's having a, a few involved saves around doesn't hurt. Um, and that's basically it. It's not, it's not a ton of models. Um, and it's very like crash in fight and you either win or you lose, which kind of seems to be the way like chaos space reigns need to fight play now because you can't survive not engaging. Mm-hmm. How was your game against orcs? It was good. Um, it was definitely very back and forth. I got, a. um, Abaddon and the the Terminators. I should have put them in the the Land Raider, but I didn't. So got Gazgold turn one. No, um, what? Oh yeah. Wow. Uh, what, what does orcs have? Here we go. So they get like yeah. bonuses to charging and advance and charge and just like it was like they're just they were in my <laughs> lines. Um, so uh, Gazgold killed Abaddon. Abaddon fought on death. And um, what's the Grot's name? Makari. Makari ate six of uh, Abaddon's attacks. With his two up? Yep. I can't believe they kept that for him. I, uh... I, <laughs> I think they should give uh, Sassy Nurgling his own base and have him go up with a grand and clean one giving a two up feel no pain or uh, invulnerable save. You know what? I'd be okay with that because I, I feel like a little bouncing, like gymnast nurgling, just like <laughs> taking like huge artillery shells in the face, so the great and clean one could just like laugh. Yeah, feels nurgle. So he can finally walk across the table laughing and jolly. Because <laughs> he and he should be able to do that. His like belly uh, mouth laughing, like it. It should mm-hmm. be. You know, they, he should Fun, he's a jovial guy. And happiness and gifts and blessings. All of the blessings of Nurgle. Um, but yeah, it, so Gazgul, uh, Gazgul wrecked Abaddon. Um, and that would be, yeah, Makari saved, saved him. Um, Did you get to kill him, Makari? Uh, the next turn, I had to shoot him with combi weapons to do a mortal wound just to pick him off. And then <laughs> threw uh, a Hellbrute and a Demon Prince at Gazgul, who just like killed him on the charge between tank shock and the demon prince's mortal wounds on charge and i was like because orcs can also fight on death so i needed to kill it in the charge face what's with all these fights on deaths come on i know i have to roll for mine oh (laughs) there's a lot of armies that don't how badly did you want to flick makari off the table like you little flea (laughs) i it was like and he slow rolled and he didn't like as he should have slow rolled it, but it was like each one was just like, no. Oh, that's pain. No. No. I was slowing down. <laughs> it's like I needed three to go through on Gazgul, and none did. Um, and actually, talking about toughness, there's the, um, the like thing on, uh, there's another one. The thing that's on like a dolphin shark thing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's a four up involved and a four up feel mm-hmm. no pain. And, and it's tough 10 and it was harder to kill than a great unclean one 
and it was it was only ten wounds, and it took what? so much to kill it. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, so like, why can't you it, get like, multiples though of those two, eh? Oh, oh yeah, there was two on the table. Oh, huh. oh, yeah. uh, something snagas. I think that's what beast snagas. That's what they're called. Yeah, it was the one was the character and one wasn't, mm-hmm. uh, or that one was the named one and one wasn't, and like I only killed one of them because I just like <laughs> you're like I, I I I'm not I'm not into this. So you're just like I was like I move I, away. <laughs> I I shot like the I think one of them took the only thing I shot at it was the land raider over three turns. So it took twelve last cannon shots to do seven wounds. Damn. I was like, this is. Well, and actually, I exploded some of them, so, like, it was probably closer to 14 or 15 last cannon shots did seven wounds. Oh. I was like, what happened here? <laughs> um, so where, where's your confidence level going into the GT? Well, uh, before that, I want I want you to talk about your list now. Oh, I want you to, I want you to which still... one? The one that failed me or the one? Oh, I've had like five lists at this point. I feel like <laughs> what I thought was good was trash, and what I thought was like, oh, maybe that's not so great. I'm like, no, this is what I'm relying on. So I kind of went through it a little bit earlier, but I did add Rodicus to my list as well, and he is very killable from what I've seen. But what he does is he adds plus one damage. Uh, so he picks a, a enemy unit, and then any attacks uh, performed on him, on that enemy unit is additional damage. So then my Bellacor and my Demon Prince sweep attacks are are two damage now. Uh, Bellacor is D six plus two, and that's I would say that that's what helped me kill the knight um, with. Bellacor because it was just that four extra damage that went through and he couldn't get the field pains on the on the night and uh, he then fought on death for one CP and just annihilated Bellacor but I was like you know what model for model big thing versus big thing I guess that was a fair trade off um, because that was his big melee night so I was like yeah you gotta you gotta go um, so I have that. And then, so I have a Great Unclean One, Rodicus, Demon Prince, who's walking, and Bellacor. I also have three units of Plague Bearers. Uh, I have three units of Nurglings. I have two Nines and one Three, and two Single Beasts. I feel like that's, um, it's been serving me pretty well, and I can see the, the combos with it. And like I said earlier, Bellacor giving a bubble of being untargetable is really really spicy it's just gonna be the bellicor bubble now well and the way you use the nerglings in our game <laughs> was like they're deceptively difficult to to deal with like mm-hmm. obviously if you bring a bigger thing then they're not but yeah they're a 35 point model or no they're not squad. they're 13 13 There's points a model they're yeah. three for forty. Okay, sorry. I, th- I thought it was a f- I thought it was three for thirty-five. Um, nope. But yeah, so you like you screened me out of a lot. Like you cut off a lot of movement because mm-hmm. um, they just took up space. Yeah. And they are like charging them. You're minus one to hit them, mm-hmm. which is just silly. <laughs> like it cuts down so much, and then like they're, again, they're not hard to kill, but they also come back. 
And with that idea of like being minus one to hit, they're not innately minus one to hit. What they do is they have a bubble of your enemy units are minus one to hit. So what I've also done with them is like have three or two or whatever the stragglers are left behind next to Bellacor or Great Unclean One. So if you attack them, you are minus one to hit because of those Nurglings there. Yeah, so like they're really strong and they're like, it's like mm-hmm. a um, they're like a harassment unit. Yeah, I've been trying to play this nurgling tar pit idea where I put them around an objective because I know that they can't hold an objective, but neither can you if you cannot get on that objective. And then I put like a unit of plague bears uh, towed on, and since plague bears are sticky innately, I can just put them back into the warp and then just try to hold as best as I can. And I will also say that it worked. You tied up a squad of noise marines for four turns, I think, before they actually managed to kill uh, the mm-hmm. nerglings that were, like, s- surrounding this objective. And not only that, is you shot them with your noise marines, forcing a battle shock, and then I got three models back. I did. <laughs> because you also can't not cause a battle shock test. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact: when you fight demons, if you bring a battle shock heavy uh, list, you are going to be actively regenerating your enemy. As long as it's Shadow of Chaos. Which, if they control the objective, it is. Yeah, and there's like there's strats out there where you can make like a six inch bubble around objectives, uh, Shadow of Chaos. Like there's there's all these little tiny shenanigans that will hopefully streamline somehow. So. You just got to dig for it. And that's what I love about like new books and new editions and just especially being told by the public and the community like, oh, they suck, they suck, they suck. And then that just makes you want to dig deeper. You're like, no, 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 no. Let me, you've challenged. I, I agree. So let me find that combo. I think I'm getting close. Well, uh, like talking about like kind of moving into 10th versus 9th, like, um, my first few games, I brought like the ten block of terminators because that's just what you did in ninth. Mm-hmm. And there's so much fight on death out there now; it's too many points. Mm-hmm. And they were over. If if I got them in first, they were overkilling, and then being absolutely like wasted on the the backswing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like there's so many little things that just like as you kind of piece together what other factions can do as you play more games, it's like the kind of traditional wisdom that you come from starts breaking apart. And like, yeah, something like Nurglings, it's like, at first glance, you're like, well, they can't hold an objective. But like, (laughs) they can tie up your opponent in like silly charges. Like, who wants to take like, um, you know, a 500 point unit and throw them at Nurglings and then they're three inches away from Bellacor when they kill them? Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, you have completely set the tone for your turn, mm-hmm. and your opponent killed some Nurglings. Yep. Barely. Just, yeah. <laughs> so many wounds. Um, so, yeah, it's, like, little interactions like that where, like... And they do actions. So, and, like, I was saying, like, I think we're going to start seeing people understand secondaries a little bit more. And Mm. that's where the lists are going to start to tailor because having those small units, being able to drop wherever you need to, to do that action, like a unit of three nerglings. Okay. I need to be in the center of the, of the board, or I need to be in the corners 
like nine inches within the corners or behind enemy lines. That's a lot of points, especially when you're playing tactical. Yeah, and like the like I I play such a slow army, like which I used it didn't used to be slow, but losing Emperor's children, here we are. Um, <laughs> Games Workshop. James Workshop even. <laughs> um, I, I I think they shuddered a little bit. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Um, they need to get working on that codex. Um, so like yeah, like the what is it? Investigate signals, like the corner mm-hmm. one. Like it's almost mm-hmm. unplayable for me because like mm-hmm. I don't have enough fast units and I I can't teleport. Not so at all. Like, I can deep strike things, but only five. But I points. can't. Uh, the only thing I can do, the bikes um, can go back into strategic reserve uh, if they're within, if they're holding within six inches of a table edge. Um, but they're already my fast unit, so that's like not usually the one that's the issue. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like that's one of those ones where it's like that's a mission that like I really struggle with because like trying to hoof back like noise marines into a corner is super annoying versus like because it like sends them the wrong way like you're i'm not usually in table corners turn one Mm -hmm. or turn two Mm -hmm. um so yeah just like learning how those missions interact with your army is like probably going to be a ton of the next like three to six months of warhammer for us all for sure how many uh missions do you think you are successful at like i say maybe how many percentage of them 75 percent the killing ones are usually pretty easy mm-hmm. um because that's what i do um any of the ones that fight over the middle because i have so much that just kind of like you know clobbers things is usually not too bad so even like like i struggle like deploy teleport homers is either middle or enemy deployment zone i struggle mm-hmm. with the enemy deployment zone but it's not hard to get those three points mm-hmm. um yeah like taking objectives is not that dif- it's not usually that big of an issue like if i de- throw something in that direction um just because it you know i do have enough that'll kill something off an objective mm-hmm. um so i feel like it's probably like 60 percent of them are like generally doable in games that i've had mm-hmm. um and the rest you just I, throw away for the cp the rest are like way more situational it's like mm-hmm. it really depends on what's going on on the table investigate signals is like definitely never gonna happen that's a that's a throwaway for cp um or even if it's if the game's tight enough spend the cp to get rid of it yeah how about you I- uh i feel pretty good with most of them obviously assassinate's a little bit tougher like especially the first round i'm not getting that so that's that's definitely Mm. a toss um if i feel like that's that's a a situational one but i do feel very good with my teleportation to be able to do the signals and uh teleport homers and get those quick five points yeah see assassinate's a weird one where it's like because Abaddon is such a known threat, if you put him on the table, people hunt him. Mm-hmm. And then because he can potentially fight on death, he usually kills the thing that fought him. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> I warned you. <laughs> I did tell you that. Yeah, um, but I know that inside your brain, you're like, <laughs> Well, when you were like, I'm going to do it, I just want to see what happens. I was like, well, I know how this is going to end. I just thought you were going to kill more. I know. (laughs) 
didn't think I was gonna die. <laughs> six attacks? I thought we it? were gonna be stuck in combat for like a turn or two. Nah, nah, Abaddon just <laughs> slaps. Uh, well, Abaddon has more attacks than Bellicor. Bellicor is like, I'm the big demon of all the chaos gods, and then Abaddon just slapped him across the face like, no, I'm Abaddon's the big dog. like, I get sustained hits and lethal hits on five ups and can reroll all hits. Here's and can we also talk about your saves. dice? Your dice were insane. It was it was a spicy. I saw a lot of tau, the tau symbol. <laughs> tau dice. I've said this on this uh, podcast before. My tau dice in combat know what's up. Not just your dice. I've seen a lot of tau. They, perhaps perhaps we need to put it, it in salt water. <laughs> for uh, those of you who maybe don't know that story, there was a, yeah. a GT winner who was uh, found out to be cheating. Were they also playing Eldar, though? Like, they were playing yes. Eldar. Yeah. I don't and know if he using... was a winner, but, like, because it was, like, round No, he four. won the GT. Or he was, they were, he was, they like... Were just, he was disqualified. I think he, he was I winning. he was after. Was he winning, or did he won? No, he... I think it was round four, they said, and okay. the guy was like, you know what? Mm-mm. I, I have my suspicion, and he went and, like, the opponent went and got salt water, tested out the dice, found that they were weighted, and the guy, I guess, got disqualified, packed his stuff, went to the bathroom, threw his dice in the toilet. He, flushed, and he tried to flush the dice. He tried to flush lead dice down the toilet. Ugh. That's gonna be memed out of this universe, like. Yeah, it's like okay, you're already playing Eldar, and then you also had to weight the dice because the rules didn't already allow you to weight the odds in your. Well, favor. what it what it was was no, it wasn't just that. It was the um, he was using special dice for first turn, so they noticed that he was going first all of the time. So he just uses one dice, puts it back in his pocket, right? But at the same gotcha. time, like I've played four games, and I've gone first every single one. So. I have played five games, and I have gone first once. I, I want to go second. <laughs> I want to. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It's always a... It depends on the yeah. army. Exactly, yeah. Like, I don't know, facing uh, up against uh, Tau, I usually don't want to go first. Mm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it to... with my, my Bellacore bubble, so... That's true. Yeah, no, I, I usually I, I prefer uh, like if Tau or Guard um, uh, zinch around and find out, we'll say. <laughs> yeah. Who are you looking forward to play against at the GT? I I actually do want to see Elder. Mm-hmm. I want to see how it plays. I want to see. You want to see a race night? Um. Yeah. You know what I do? I because okay. on it. Yeah. Like I don't know. I feel like. I want to see it. I'm. I've never been somebody who's like afraid to lose, and I kind of want to see what it looks like to play them. Mm-hmm. Do I want to play four rounds of Elder? No, but I. Mm-hmm. I would play one happily. Um, I do want to see Death Guard just because I feel like they've been really poo pooed on, and I want to see if on the table they do actually have a little bit of gas in the tank. Um, I can see a lot of Death Guard players copy and pasting that list that went five and zero. Oh. So you probably will see that. Which is like I, I want them to have some gas. Like it's unfortunate that the metas for them is so tight that that's what it's come to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always liked Death Guard. Um, I'd like to play some World Eaters just because like mm-hmm. uh, I play. I still try and play my Chaos Space Marines very Slaneshi. So like I try and play them fast. 
versus like the corn like fight hard and mm-hmm. i always kind of like to see that interaction um yeah i, I want to see guard just because that's like i didn't actually play guard in ninth so it's been a long time and i, I have a little bit of if i was ever going to play an imperial uh, army it would probably be guard Mm-hmm. They're like they're close to my heart. I might make them a little spikier, and I might not necessarily like <laughs> trade a guard. Them. They might look a little. Tra- they may. Uh, uh, they might. There might not be a commissary in that particular regiment. We'll say, um, but I definitely mm-hmm. have a soft spot for guard. Mm-hmm. You want some you? big tanks? Um, <clears throat> I want to see other demons and see how they're playing and what kind of list that they're putting together. I'm suspecting it's going to be a lot of Bellacors. I think Bellacor is like the centerpiece of demons and a lot of big boys after that. That ability is too good. Like it, like all the other issues. But come on, that's all he has. (laughs) But it's, it's a, if it's only one thing you got, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. And it hides everything. And, and it it snuck through the first data slate. So shh. Don't put it in your whimpers. <laughs> no, I didn't. Of course not. I, that, was, that was that was through my chuckles. <laughs> um, uh, anyone else? Um, I'd like to see. I think there's some admec that's going. I know Tyrion's. I think we're actually going to be oh. having probably all factions being represented so I, I didn't actually realize that there was admec going because I would also like to see them because that's another one of those like I like to see I like to see like on kind of the high end and the low end like mm-hmm. what people can do mm-hmm. yeah um, other than that I think it's just going to be a fun I'm trying to everyone's going to try to be figure out the roles together um, I don't envy the TO who <laughs> <laughs> the event. Um, we we and... see you, Josh. We know we, we know the work you're putting in this weekend. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, and just see where where the local meta is going to be because obviously everyone around the world is playing Elder, but is that where we're going to be at? And because the uh, data, like Josh was kind enough to allow us to submit our lists on the Thursday be- uh, before the, the the GT, I think has allowed people to craft their lists a little bit better and not trying to worry about it and have some time practicing. So yeah, I'm just, I think most people are just really excited to just be there. I know a lot of people, it's going to be for their first GT. So I'm, I'm more excited to just like, meet new people and just invite them into this wonderful game of Warhammer. I didn't realize I, I'm, I don't keep up as much on that Hellfax scene. I didn't realize there's that many new players coming for a GT. So that's actually well, I, very exciting. I've seen a lot of like um, in my Discord, people are like, oh, this is my first GT. This is my first GT. My oh, first GT. So, yeah. That actually, you know what? That makes it a little bit more special then because I... Uh, it was uh, literally uh, the same GT last year was my first time playing Warhammer in 10 years. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a nice full circle moment. So you know what? I do hope I play some of these new folks and yes. have a fun game. And um, I hope they enjoy it as well. I think they're going to. Yeah. 
I think it's a, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. And, you know, it's going to be as janky as a first <laughs> tournament out of a new edition with indexes is, is likely going to be. Yeah. Um, I hope, you know, I hope games at least run smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just hope folks don't have any kind of like feel bad, like get to turn two moments and stuff like that. That's, that's yeah. not fun for anyone. But I think uh, what Josh did is um, very smart to do for the first GT. He predetermined all the missions and he made sure that the missions where you move objectives were completely scrapped from the pile. So these are just kind of basic missions because I know that I don't know about you, but I felt it where trying to determine the mission felt kind of clunky and there's a lot to mm -hmm. it. Um, now that uh, there's no longer just nine types of missions with their built-in mission pack into it, you now have random missions and there's so many varieties you can uh, choose from. So I think Josh doing that was a excellent decision on his part. I, uh, I liked our the mission that we drew. We, we drew like <laughs> the most chaotic combination of, um, of <laughs> mission rules, because of course, um, what was it? It's um, it was uh, vital supplies, supply drop. Like it was, we had six objectives, objectives uh, that we placed, placed and, yeah, and then also uh, objectives that then disappeared, mm -hmm. and we had and to were worth more. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was absolutely ridiculous, and I like that that's a possibility now, though, because, like, mm -hmm. that game will function like very few others. Mm -hmm. So I like that that's an option, but yeah, in, like, uh, a tournament setting, I think having a little bit of consistency and a little bit more, like, you know, you're more so learning, like, deployment zones and, like, objective yeah. placement, not necessarily, like just pure chaos yeah because um, like there's there's actually a, more than a few that's just like move the objective into your opponent's deployment zone <laughs> like i think that's the last thing we kind of need at a gt and uh like the, the first gt is trying to move objectives and you might change terrain and yeah what's just, the um the ritual is that the one where you like summon objectives Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that one, I've played that one, and it's um, it's a lot of fun, um, but it's uh, it's a little crazy because it's mm -hmm. like you're like running into no man's land, just like where can I put an objective I can actually hold? Like, <laughs> but that's great. It, like that's added so much spice to the game instead of just knowing that okay, I know this mission, I know it'll be in this exact spot to shoot you off and just try to like kill you off as quickly as possible. Now it's like, oh, I have a mission to do. <laughs> I actually have to perform it. How do you feel about a lot of the missions not scoring on the objective on your deployment zone? Hmm. I like it because I want you to come closer to me. I do too. Um, I think it's a good change. I think it's a healthy change that like but there's still some things that, like, say for demons, I, I need to hold your objective to make a Shadow of Chaos. So that's my benefit to it. Yeah, it doesn't score mm. me anything, but it's given me something. But for other armies, yeah, I can see that just, what's the point? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and it does play into the secondaries. Like, you need to maintain some control of your deployment zone for, like, um, 
defense stronghold, for example, mm-hmm. which is, I think that's a fairly easy one if you do, but if you just like completely move out of your deployment zone and let, you know, uh, Beast of Nurgle just like sit on your, in your deployment zone, then you're probably not going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely some like, um, some more play with it. And it's, it's like, it's a risk and reward decision rather than I just like, I must hold my deployment zone. <laughs> I'm going to put this 50 point unit just to sit here and hold it or my 10 cultists just to sit here. Your grots, your scarabs, <laughs> yeah. your nerglings, you're like, yeah, which is like, if you're, what I am liking is I haven't played the same way in any of my games. Yes, that is such a great point to make. You don't have one style. Like you, you are literally when you draw those secondaries, you have to change your tactics. Yeah, I love. And like from the list building stage, you're like, okay, I do need to have things that can be deployed towards secondaries. Like I need things that are faster. I need things that are um, not essential to playing just primaries. Like I need Mm -hmm. things that can be diverted and. I think that changes the way you play. So like when we talk about like things like the, the Wraith Knights and like, yes, they're big killy models, Mm -hmm. but if you bring two of them, you're then playing the rest of the game with like very little Mm -hmm. as far as like resources for playing secondaries. So if you lose those Knights very quickly, you then have nothing to actually play the game with. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a bigger risk and reward. And I know, like, with the way Strands of Fate was working, you didn't have an army to play with either, and that's why it didn't feel great. But, like, hopefully with uh, some of, with these changes, like, it's enough of a disincentive that, like, you're going to have to focus more on actually, like, playing a game where you engage with your opponent. Yeah. Have you played with fixed missions? No, because I feel like I played so much nine with fixed uh, missions that right. I, I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> yes. But I also like, I didn't point. love the way Tempest worked because it was all they were all worth the same amount, mm. and it felt more like you had to build a Tempest list. Like you needed to have a list that did everything. Like you know, what do you do if you draw overwhelming firepower and you don't have any guns? Mm-hmm. You just like loot, like you just don't score that turn, like stuff like that. Whereas, like, I feel like the scoring on the um, on the new secondaries is like if you really like shoot the moon, like if you um, get bring it down and you like absolutely rip through your opponent's vehicles and monsters, you can score eight points with it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, if you only manage to pop one, you still get two points which is like you know so there's some give and take there like there's multiple levels of completion yeah and or like the, it's that or you get a cp because you just throw it away yeah so it's like if you know you can't do it you don't have the resources to do it you can still come out stronger the next turn mm-hmm. how do you feel so, about starting with zero cp i think it's I mean, effectively, you're starting with one, because, like, when you yeah. start the game, you have one. Yeah. Um, I do miss having it, um, but also the stratagems... The stratagem combos are not there anymore that I mm-hmm. used to use. 
Like, I used to, you know, on some games, burn through 4 CP in the first turn to just, like, warp drive uh, some Terminators uh, across the field um, mm-hmm. as Emperor's Children, which is not, it's not even remotely close to an option anymore. Um, so, like, I feel like, yeah, you're making choices. It's harder to make those choices. Like, you know, if you get charged turn one, it's like, do I blow the one CP I have? You have to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it makes you play the game more. Yeah. Rather than just like sit on your bank and be like, well, is it time to activate like a strategy C? Like, no, it's like you're reacting to everything that happens and you have to make hard choices. And that's what this game is about. Yeah. And there's a lot less spending a CP to reroll. I don't think I've done a CP, maybe one. Yeah. I've done it for like a save, like yeah. if I really need to save something, but that's pretty much and it. And it's like, yeah, if you're like right on the wire, like mm-hmm. this is gonna, this is the difference between having this unit and not having the unit. I think that was what it was. Um, how about you? How do you feel about the, the CP? I like it only cause like, I didn't really have powerful CP to start with. Like my, my stratagems were quite poor in, in ninth. Um, and then going up against an army that has blown all of their CP before the game even started. Like, <laughs> that. So I I am okay with it because it never benefited me in the first place. I like that enhancements are points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's a much cleaner way of doing things because, yeah, you had armies that, like, yeah, it'd be, like, six CP and then they'd come out with, like, three you know, big, um, stupid blown up units and either stomp you or you stomp them and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the CP now, honestly, like when I came back to Warhammer, the stratagems and CP were probably one of the like jankier feeling parts of the game. Mm-hmm. And I still feel that to some extent, but I feel it less in this edition because units have more flavor like every unit has a thing that makes it different. Mm-hmm. They all have some kind of special rule, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So I think we're, I guess, uh, coming to the end of our first impressions. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you were to summarize your thesis, how, how do you feel? What are your thoughts? And I guess, like looking into this GT, like where do you feel like Warhammer is right now? I give it seven out of ten. <laughs> Seven snurglings out of ten? Is that yes. the... Yeah. Um, I feel very good. And that I think most of my feelings on that is the drawing of the missions and the mission secondaries. I think that's where most of the good is. Um, and then having the teleportation with demons. So overall, positive still. I don't feel that they're as bad as ninth. Um... Uh, going into the GT, I'm just I'm excited to roll some dice and then feel absolutely tired by the end of two days <laughs> and not be able to think. <laughs> I I do feel revitalized a bit for yeah. tenth. I feel excited. I've like I feel like making lists is fun again. Mm-hmm. I feel like thinking about a game is fun again. Yes, because it's new and it's like. I feel like I'm learning a lot every game, whereas, mm-hmm. like, by the end of ninth, it was like, okay, 
if I had have done this one thing, it would have changed. Like it, it would, we we're getting very nitpicky. Whereas now I feel like it's like, Oh wow. I really underestimated that. Or like, I really need to rethink this strategy. Like, Oh, that really didn't mm-hmm. work or that really did work. And like, you're excited about it. Like, I feel like it's very like big moments. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. I do think that they didn't quite land where they said they were trying to mm-hmm. land. Yeah. I question some of the play testing, maybe that like, things don't quite feel like where they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, it does very much feel like, like I feel like with my army, I'm very dependent on CP still mm-hmm. to like have survivability, which I don't love. Like the, the units that should be tough aren't tough enough Yeah, on their own. They need help. And maybe that's a, the way they designed it. But like, I also don't feel like I, am exceptionally killy like it's it's a a glass cannony faction um but like playing like imperial knights for example um i got absolutely killed yeah and then also like your cannon shots are glass as well (laughs) just shattered on a knight (laughs) so it's like i also wasn't like i wasn't feeling i was super killy and then also was getting like decimated Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I don't, I don't feel like they got kind of the backbone of the the toughness right. Um, but no, I do. I think overall, definitely excited to to roll some dice and see people playing differently. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to just like play different types of games because I feel mm-hmm. like things had gotten very stale. Yeah, like monotonous. Like it was yeah. very like, okay, you're gonna play your faction secondaries i'm gonna play my faction secondaries there was no connection like of the battle yeah like fighting over territory or anything like that it was just like okay you're really good at doing primaries and you have auto secondaries (laughs) i'll see you in three hours oh it's been an hour and a half it's done (laughs) and which is something i'd like to add too is like i i right now people may feel like games go on longer because i think um, trying to understand the secondaries and reading them is what's taking up most of the time. But I love, 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 love that the psychic phase is gone. It just feels so much quicker to go move, shoot, fight, and then it's your turn. Like, it just feels good. I feel like you could get a, get a good game in two hours. I I do. I think it's, they de- it's definitely more streamlined. It's definitely cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is faster like having played a few games um with people who are like have kind of memorized the rules mm-hmm. so like where a lot of us are going to end up like not kind of sitting there playing like reading index cards the whole time um yeah games are like two and a half hours like it's like i think maybe it might not happen in this tournament but like the next one i think you're gonna see like a three hour round is very doable for most players mm-hmm. and i really like that yes and i also like not losing models to morale that is a positive <laughs> change for me i'm very happy about that uh there might be some bad memories about 30 blocks of plague bears there is that what you're you're uh, you're getting at and nerglings <laughs> and <laughs> Because, like, it's my first game, I lost, like, three Nerglings. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to do a, a morale test. And we spent, like, ten minutes looking for the book. I was like, because I, I, I kept he- seeing, like, Bellacor on his data sheet says leadership test. So I just assumed that morale was still a thing. 
and there are some incidents that you take morale or leadership tests. So trying to find it, just can't find it. I was like, Josh, do we take morale anymore? He's like, no. I was like, what? You mean I don't lose models? He's like, nah. I was like, oh my God, thank you. Because <laughs> that, it just, it felt even worse when you like, when you lose models from shooting or fighting and then you roll two dice and you roll really poorly and then you have to um, then lose more models after that. That's just like, ah, uh, just, just kick me while I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you fight, and then you used to fight uh, space marines and thousand suns, and they're like, yeah, I, I don't care about morale. Mm -mm 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 -mm. <laughs> it's, you know what, it, uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, having an army that was mostly like leadership 9, 10, and 11, it was, mm -hmm. um, it wasn't super relevant, but I do like the Battleshock is relevant. Like, it yeah. is, um, like, my list has a lot of battle shock tests built into it, and it has made a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like shutting down somebody. Like, there's so much interaction with stratagems now and with battle shock. Like, mm -hmm. Necrons don't regenerate without while they're battle shocked. Like, um, things like fight on death are all tied to straps now. So if you can't use a stratagem on something then that's a very different outcome when you charge in. Um, and losing the OC is very important. So it's like, oh, you're just like a nerdling just like me. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you triggered in the within a round, that mm. doesn't affect the objective play to the same extent, unless mm. you need to like control it for a secondary or something. Because mm -hmm. um, Battleshock resets at the beginning of your command phase. Right, correct, yeah. So... That was a, uh, maybe, I, I thought that that's how it worked at first, and I was like, oh, that's really good, and it's not as good as I thought it was. Um, but yeah, I like Battleshock versus Morale Pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And having to make about uh, 35,000 of them every round with Dark Pact, um, you think, oh, a six up is easy to get, and it is sometimes, and then sometimes you roll five of them under uh, in a row, and you lose half your army. So, you know? Not in our game. You're like, <laughs> oh, dark pack. Oh, dark pack. But then I played uh, Blood God last night. We played Chaos Space Marines, and he was failing all of his his dark pack. And it was just like he took a lot of mortal wounds. So I was like, you're losing like a quarter of your army just before you get to me. <laughs> it makes it, yeah. I, uh, you know, you think it doesn't matter, but like you got a unit on two wounds and you fail a dark pact, and you're like, I actually, yeah, that that is what I have CP revolt was that those leadership tests where it's like, ooh, this demon prince has two wounds left and failed the dark pact. I really needed to not be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God uh, I have one CP. <laughs> right. You're like, ah, okay. <laughs> I wanted to use that for other things, but here we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess any last thoughts before we wrap up? Nope. I am looking forward to the weekend, to seeing you again, and rolling Aww. all the dice. <laughs> all the dice. Yeah. Well, with that note... Thank you all for joining us. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this chat about uh, 10th edition. It's a bit of a different kind of uh, podcast from what we have been doing, but I think we were both so excited kind of coming out of those first few games that mm -hmm. we wanted to just like 
dish on it. So mm -hmm. uh, we hope you'll subscribe to Chaos Divided both here, wherever you're listening from, and on Instagram and YouTube at Chaos Divided 40K. And you can find us both on social media at Nurgle underscore Snurgle and at Blushing Noise Marine. And until next time, bye bye. Ciao for now.